0: Okay, welcome to the latest episode of Cast. I recently talked to Liesl Mertis. Liesl is a consultant, writer, speaker, and host of the Handle With Care podcast, helping you keep your employees engaged through all of the disruptive life events that 2023 and beyond is going to throw at us. It's a very interesting conversation where we talk about the idea of soft skills being human skills, how important these are in the workplace today and will be in the future, what the four-day working week says about your boss's empathy, And plenty more besides. I really enjoyed talking to Liesl. She's got some amazing ideas about how we can centralise empathy in the workplace. And we also touch on other things she's got coming up, possibly for another conversation in the future with Unleashed Cast. But for now, please do enjoy my conversation with Liesl Mertes. I'm calling you an empathy expert. Does that sound fair?
1: I will receive that expert uh, in empathy title. It's something that I see the impact in the workplace and in people, and I love to train and facilitate on.
0: Yeah, it's certainly an area, a discipline, which is gaining prominence, and people are kind of realizing that these things, soft skills, I mean, I guess they're called soft skills, but people have other names for them, uh, seem to be becoming less of a nice to have, I would say, Um, but I do have a question about empathy specifically and, um, how do you prove the ROI on empathy? I'm sure you get asked this quite a lot.
1: It's a good question. And it's something that I do in any training that I have is address that root fear that people have in getting into empathy or, or human skills. I really like calling them human skills instead of soft skills, which is, is this really affecting my bottom line? And the great news is improving the ROI is that people with way more resources and social scientists you know, at their beck and call actually are giving us the data fairly regularly over the last few years on how empathy and human-centric skills really do move the needle in the workplace, um, whether that is articles in Harvard Business Review or Forbes, or there's a really great survey that's been done for about seven or eight years by Business Solver that's specifically called the Empathy in the Workplace Survey And there was a data point that came out um, within the last few years, which said that 78% of respondents directly linked the presence or absence of empathy to their productivity at work. Um, 82% said that they would switch jobs for increased empathy. And especially when retention and attraction are top of mind, those are numbers that really we should be paying attention to. And one of the most interesting things actually about that 76% Uh, that said that they would tie empathy to their productivity. It was only 50% of surveyed executives actually agreed with that. So I think what we're seeing more and more is this groundswell movement that yes, there is an ROI. Yes, it does motivate people. And that there's a disconnect between what people who are um, like just in the masses of the workplace are saying and what executives are ready to acknowledge about how this really does Affect the business of business.
0: Would you consider empathy to be a soft skill? Do you do you call them soft skills, or do you call them human skills or power skills? I guess I guess human skills you mentioned before is kind of the your preferred umbrella term, right?
1: Yeah, I do think that the rhetoric around it does matter. Uh, human skills implies the reality that's always there that no matter what business, whether you're working in. I work with manufacturers, I work with banking institutions, with government. And whether you're making widgets or, you know, staffing a hospital floor, you are using humans to do the work. Humans are your clients, humans are your purchasers. And really it gives the the global scope. Of this skill set and its applications whether it is empathy unlocks opportunities in your selling pipeline and how do we use empathy to really connect with the customer or human-centric skills for the workplace how does it really connect and create a sense of purpose and cohesion with your people um yeah the applications there's so many of them
0: i'm wondering uh, it's something that i definitely think is is Hugely important in the workplace um, to be aware of this, and I'm wondering how you would approach the purse string holders, uh, the you know the people in the C-suite to say when they're tightening their budgets, this isn't the sort of thing that needs to get cut. This is the sort of thing, in fact, that you need to lean into. I think for the reasons that you said before, for example, retention just being one exa- one reason, for example,
1: right. Well, unfortunately, uh, training and investment in people—whether it's empathy-related skills or anything in that host of offerings—tends to be the first thing that goes on the cutting block. And it's a, uh, you know, it's stealing from Peter to pay Paul in some ways because there's there's always the imperatives of the moment, and yet you can only—it's like ignoring the uh, the indicator light on your vehicle. You can only do that for so long before you end up on the side of the road. And something that I bring up in those selling and determination um, questions is really the felt pain point of what are your managers, what are your middle level people saying about what they're having to absorb, whether that's your HR professionals, or again, just your average manager, they are having to deal with disruptive life events. That's a term that I use a lot uh, in their own lives and lives of their people, they're finding themselves in these complicated conversations where someone is coming to them. I've had a partner laid off, or I just got a COVID diagnosis or whatever other diagnosis. And they're having to, to thread the needle of these very human interactions. And oftentimes what people are hearing is that they feel under equipped, overwhelmed. They don't know if they're doing it well or not. And they're having to have iterations of this again and again and again. And so, uh, naming and looking at that pain point which is not going to go away regardless of your budget constraints is a is a good way of viewing it. I have a a sales friend who says I've got an unlimited budget for shit that works is his line. And uh if it if it hits a pain point and it works, people will find the budget for it.
0: Yeah, that's the best way of looking at it. I'm uh, I'm going to take a left turn slightly here for my last question, but it was something that's just been on my mind in the last couple of days through conversations with other people but there's been a really long study um in the uk about the four-day work week and the implications of uh that in terms of retention obviously employees uh like it for a better work-life balance mental health retention even productivity reasons the most interesting stat to come out of the most recent uh kind of uh tranche of of research was that 92% of employers are going to continue this pilot scheme uh, to see how it goes and a, th- and a further third of those 92 are going to make it policy immediately so mm-hmm. do you think that um introducing that idea in your work is an immediate show of empathy do you think do you think that's something that plays into the work that you do, or do are you hearing about it in in the, the, the people that you work with in, in a slightly different market to where we are?
1: It is definitely a different market as uh, it's much more geographically disparate. And especially in the US, uh, we don't have the same sort of like uh, government-led initiatives with purpose and policy that have trickled down. So I it's a different sort of a conversation because it's much more of like a an individual company. But I think it's acknowledging the reality that giving people the gift of their time back, especially as they're dealing with disruption, is one of the primary levers that we can pull in the workplace. And whether that is, we are giving you another day in your schedule, that can be huge. Or you know, I have a favorite manager here in town who talks about anytime someone's going through a disruption, she just goes through their schedule and looks at all of the unnecessary meetings that could just be emails or that could be redeployed. And she says, when someone's going through something hard, I give them back the gift of their time in those moments. So, I think that acknowledgement is huge. If you are giving people an extra day in their week, but you still are not skilling up your managers to be able to give focused human-centric care though, that can be an empty gesture in and of itself. Um anytime I work with companies, I always ask them who who supports you in your times of stress or who would you want to? And in friends, families, Um, your supervisor, your colleagues, HR is always listed there. And there has not been a single survey over three years where HR has broken like 5% of respondents saying that they want the HR department to support them. And that's not a knock to HR. I get to work with HR people all the time, but it's this acknowledgement that when people are going through really hard, disruptive life events, they want their managers and teammates to have a basic skill set to be able to be supportive to them. And so I love partnering things like, like structural movements of maybe shortening work week, giving back more time with really equipping people for skills in the moment to be able to give support when it matters most instead of freezing or you know, giving some platitude or telling people to cheer up or changing the subject, which are all the pivots that we do. When
0: we're uncomfortable uh lisa thank you so much for your time today fascinating stuff uh, i'd really like to come back to this in maybe six months or so's time to see what has changed in the world of empathy whether you're seeing people who've organizations who, who are kind of more receptive to this um whether it's it's much more part of the skill set, certainly of, well, not just the C-suite, I guess, kind of all over business really, but um, it'd be good to track the progress, I think. Thanks for your time. I'd love
1: to do that. Yes. Ask me about fortitude in six months, which is the other theme I'm speaking about a lot. How do we manage having empathy in the workplace and yet still cultivate fortitude in our people, which is the capacity to keep going in the midst of hard times and straddle those two things? It's something I'm speaking about a lot in 2023 in partnership with us.
0: Done. Fortitude next. Great stuff. Fortitude next. Thanks very much.